Grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The word of God that we consider together this morning is today's gospel from Matthew chapter 21. Have you ever told someone that you would do something and then not done it? Have you ever refused someone's request for help and then later changed your mind and decided to do it after all? Jesus told a story about people like that. He told of a father who had two sons. To one of those sons he said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. He addressed him personally as his son, reminding him of the close relationship that they shared. And that son defiantly replied, I will not. Completely ignoring his father's love and care and concern. But while he was rebelling, he realized that what he was doing was not appropriate. Later he changed his mind. He regretted his disobedience and went to work in the vineyard after all. The father went to his other son and he addressed him that same personal way. Son, go and work today in the vineyard. And he very respectfully replied, I will, sir. And then didn't do any work at all. His promise was a lie. And it didn't seem to have bothered him because he did not change his mind and decide not to disobey his father after all. Then Jesus had a question for the chief priests and the religious leaders who were listening. They had come to challenge Jesus' authority because they did not think they needed a savior. And so in concern for them, Jesus said, which of the two did what his father wanted? He was trying to teach them which of those sons they were like. Neither one described them, they thought, since they felt they were not only saying, but that they were doing everything that God wanted. Jesus startled them when he said, I tell you the truth, the tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. Now, how could that be? How could people like tax collectors who so often overcharge their fellow countrymen or those who are selling their own bodies for the pleasure of others, how could they be in God's kingdom? Jesus explained, for John came to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and prostitutes did. John the Baptist had been sent by God to prepare the way for the Lord. The way for the Lord was the way of repentance, of sinners changing their mind about sin and trusting God's forgiving love. And there were sinners like the tax collectors and others who lots of people had written off 
and they had been at first like that first son. They were saying no to God with their selfish and immoral choices. But then they listened to God's warning to repent, and they changed their mind about sin. They received forgiveness in the promised Savior, and they began to obey God's will. But those religious leaders were like that second son. They were saying all the right things, but they refused to repent. They were rejecting God's saving love for them. But it wasn't too late. Jesus was calling them that very day to change their mind about sin and to go to work in God's kingdom. Did some of them listen? Did some of them repent? We don't know. But a much more important question is, which of those two sons describe you and me? My first reaction is to say that I am not like either of those sons. I don't flat out refuse to serve God the way that first son did. Do I? Do you? I don't just say that I will serve God and then do nothing to follow him in faith, do I? Do you? We may not be exactly like those two sons, but we're not completely different from them either. Jesus wants us to show us some things in both those sons. Our Heavenly Father calls each one of us to work in his vineyard, in his kingdom. He has works of faith for us to do, good works that he prepares for us to do to obey him and to serve others whom he surrounds us with in our daily lives. But sometimes we say no, like that older son. Do we at times ignore opportunities to hear and learn God's word? Do we at times stay silent? when God gives us an opportunity to share the reason for the hope that we have in Christ? Do we always gladly give of our time on a busy day when someone needs our help? Each week when we come to church, we admit that we are like that first son. Our Heavenly Father has created us to love and to serve him as his dear children, but often, we have told him no. And we confess to him our failures to do all of the good that he calls us to do. As much as I wish it were not so, Jesus' words about that first son point out my sins too. But what about the second son? The one who promised to go to work and then just didn't. Do we sometimes promise God with good intentions and then fail to keep our word? Do we ever say, God, I will worship you this weekend, and then we find something else to do when the time arrives? 
Do we ever say, God, I will be more patient, I will be more understanding, I will be more content, and then settle for excuses as to why it's just not possible for us after all? Think of other things that we say yes to. We may say, yes, I'll be there when invited to a grandchild's game. We may say, yes, I will, when a friend invites us to a movie. Do we change our mind about those kind of promises as often as we change our mind about our promises to God? Can we expect that God will be satisfied with our good intentions to obey him? As much as I wish it were not so, Jesus' words about that second son point out my sins too. Think of times that we told our parents no when they asked us to do something. Or times we said yes and then just didn't do it after all. How must they have felt about that after, after all the love they had shown us? attending to our newborn cries even in the night, holding us when we were sick, feeding us, and so much more. Our Heavenly Father has loved us far more. Whenever we say no, we are showing our ungratefulness and the depths of our sinfulness and our unworthiness of his love. Do you suppose that father in Jesus' story wished for another son? One who would not only say that he would go to work, but would actually do it? We know that's what God expects of us as his children, but, but we know that we have failed in that. There is, however, one who has not failed. And to that one, God the Father said, Son, Go and work in my world. Humble yourself to teach and to heal and to love a world of sinners who have rebelled against me and are doomed to eternal death. Go to be rejected and ridiculed. Go to be crowned with thorns and nailed to a cross. Go there to die in their place so that sinners may be washed clean of every sin and rescued from eternal suffering. And God the Son said, Father, yes, I will. And he went to work. He said yes to every one of God's commands and perfectly lived without sin. He said yes to being forsaken as he suffered the terrors of hell in our place. He said yes to a grave that held his lifeless body until the third day. He said yes to all of God's work to redeem us and ransom us from death and hell. And he fulfilled it completely. That hard work of paying for sin that you and I could never do, it's finished. And God now looks at us in his crucified and risen Son. And he sees no longer 
any of the times that we have said no to him. In Christ, God promises that he doesn't even remember those times that we said yes and did not keep our word. He sends his Holy Spirit in his word, in your baptism, in his Holy Supper. He does that to create and to sustain your faith that clings to Christ and finds sure forgiveness and hope in him. He has claimed you as his own. He has adopted you as his own son or daughter. That's grace, his gift to you and to me. And now to each of us, he says, my child, go and work in my kingdom. Today, each day, is our time to hear and learn his word. Each day is our time to thank and praise him. Each day is our time to reflect his love in our words and in our actions. And when we fail to do that perfectly, as we sinners will, we listen to his call to repent and we change our mind about sin and we go back to the work that he's called us to do. This is God himself who is at work in us so that we will and work according to his good purpose. And God wants that for others too. Maybe you know someone who's saying no to God or someone who claims they are saying yes, that they feel they believe in him or perhaps at one time did, but no longer feel it's necessary to hear God's word or to live in obedience to him. Pray for them. Speak with concern for them. Declaring to them the life-giving and life-changing forgiveness of Jesus Christ that creates the faith that desires to serve in his kingdom. Whenever your children or your grandchildren say, I will, and then obey you, doesn't that bring great joy to your heart? God rejoices every time you as his child say, I will, and then gladly obey him. God has made you his own. He's loved you in Christ. So remember who you are. And remember why you are here. And remember the strength that God himself gives you to serve. God's children say, I will. And gladly obey. Amen.